Oh my goodness, you crazy son of a bitch. Do you have any idea what you've just done? You've just discovered the Marts and Lestrap Show Podcast Hour. This is the show that may or may not be an hour long based on your perception of time and how much I've got to say. So strap yourselves in and prepare your ears for the journey of a lifetime with your host of the Martin Lestrap Show Podcast Hour, me, you idiot. Welcome back, everybody, to the Martin Lestrap Show Podcast Hour. And this is our 30th episode. This is the 30th episode of the Martin Lestrap Show Podcast Hour. And if you haven't noticed, uh, every 10th episode of this podcast feels like a milestone to me. And if possible, I'd like to do something special. I like to have some sort of a special episode that in some form or fashion represents the occasion of another 10 episodes. And this is no exception. There's two very special things about this week's episode. First is the long-awaited return of my occasional co-host, Miss Chanel Chaco. What's happening, Chanel? Hi, everybody. Uh, you've, it's funny, you've not been on the show for several weeks, except you've kind of been on the show almost every week. I know, I feel like I'm always here when you're interviewing somebody. <laughs> and trust me, I find a way yeah, to you... get on the podcast. <laughs> uh, most, let's see, most recently, uh, the audience heard you, uh, I think they most recently heard you on episode 27, Raining Out of Buckets. When I was, when I was, oh yes, my wild laughter, <laughs> wild laughter in the background when I was talking with uh, Nathaniel and Giannis and uh, and my mom. Uh, of course, there was also episode I believe it was episode twenty six, part two of my conversation with Rock Riddle when you managed to uh, uh, to oh, bust yeah. in on our conversation. Yeah, busting on your conversation and busted a move on Rock Riddle. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I kissed the original Mr. Wonderful. Yeah, you did. And I did not kiss the original Mr. Wonderful Rock Riddle. That was probably a good call because I'm pretty sure he would have kicked your ass. I'm, yeah, I'm sure he, he I'm sure he would have. He certainly could have. That's That part's not in question. <laughs> it's just a matter of whether he would have or not. So, so I did not go for the kiss with Mr. Wonderful rock riddle let's see i feel like uh there was somewhere somewhere else there was a oh i know what it was it was the uh uh the kill bill episode with uh, when nathaniel and i were talking about kill bill and you were in the background uh sniffling and sneezing and uh, blowing your nose a little bit right i was not doing well that day (laughs) so your your presence has been uh it's it's been around but you've not actually been behind the microphone as a contributor uh, for for quite a few weeks that's how I do. But I'm ha- I'm happy to have you. And here's the thing, actually, I've been trying to get you on. Well, not not that you've been refusing to get on. It's just I, it's you know the the longer that the podcast is is on, I am finding that our we're we're getting a lot of good fortune in terms of really interesting people wanting to be on the show. And so uh, on the one hand, it's it's an absolute blessing that. Uh, that uh, there's there's these really cool folks from writers and wrestlers and and, yeah. and actors and just people who want to be part of the show and that's that's awesome, uh, but the yeah. one downside is they're squeezing me out. <laughs> they're, they're squeezing you out. <laughs> I so, don't appreciate it. So I had to, I I sat down and I looked at the calendar, and I said I've got to find a spot for Chanel like, because you know 
because I, as much as you enjoy being on the show, I love having you on the show. I love, I love sitting and talking with you on the podcast. It's one of my favorite things to do. Thank you. Yeah, it's true. So, uh, so that's so. So for for episode thirty, that's the first special thing. The second special thing, and possibly more exciting than having Chanel back, and she'll probably agree with this. This is going to be our first episode focusing on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The Buffy Chronicles. The Buffy Chronicles. Episode one. Episode season one, episode one. The Buffy Chronicles begin today. Now, clearly, Chanel and I already know what the Buffy Chronicles is. I was going to say are, but is. It's a, <laughs> it's a singular thing. So so I, I had this idea, and I ran it by Chanel. I probably ran it by you, I would say, at least a few months ago, possibly before we even started the podcast. Yeah, I feel like it was at least when we very first started, if not before. So I've, I've had this idea for a while for the Buffy Chronicles, and the idea is this. Uh, Chanel and I, well, we we love Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and we'll tell you a little bit more about that in a, in just a few minutes. But we love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We've seen every episode, uh, and you know, at minimum, I would say we've seen every episode at least twice, and we've probably seen them more than that. And so, for the Buffy Chronicles, I, I had this idea partly as an excuse, to, probably just just to watch the show. To be honest with you. But also because we know that there's so many fans of Buffy the Vampire Slayer out in the world, you know, beyond just uh, Chanel and I, that we wanted to essentially do an audio commentary where we would we would watch an episode in you know in real time while doing the podcast, and then we would watch the episode, we would comment on the episode, we would give our impressions on the episode, uh, and we would also just talk about the show in general. And so the Buffy Chronicles, essentially, we would do that for every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And because there are seven seasons of Buffy, and um, with the exception of season one, there's 22 episodes per season. Season one has 13 episodes, because it was a, it was a mid-season replacement on the WB. Uh, essentially, we would have a whole bunch of episodes, which means this series is virtually endless. Now, obviously, because you know that the show came to an end, the series would ultimately come to an end. But it would it would make for you know a whole bunch of of episodes that we would be able to do. And really, the uh, in my in my large the the my, the 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 larger wild dream, wild dream, in my wildest dream. I know in in my wildest <laughs> dreams, in my larger wildest wild dreams, the idea is. Uh, I would eventually like to have a podcasting empire similar to what Kevin Smith has with Smodcast or Smodco, whatever he calls it. Mm-hmm. And under Kevin Smith's you know, uh, podcasting empire, he has several shows that he produces. He's, you know, he, he, he's a, uh, he, he appears on a few of them, but then a lot of the shows have other people that sort of you know, host and run the shows. And so, uh, what Chanel and I would like to do eventually, as you know, hopefully, the, you know, as this podcast becomes more successful, and we have the opportunity to produce more podcasts under uh, under whatever our podcasting umbrella would eventually be named. We don't have a name yet, but you know, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. The Buffy Chronicles would eventually become its own podcast, and every episode would be would be uh, Chanel and I, you know, talking 
That about, means I'd finally get to be on every episode. You would actually, so you would be a, a weekly... Yeah, uh, I wouldn't be an occasional co-host. Yeah, you would be on every week yeah. as, as a host of the Buffy Chronicles. And actually, while we're sitting here, just so you podcast listeners know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put Chanel on the spot a little bit, only a little bit. For those of you who love Chanel, and I know there's a whole bunch of you, and you love hearing Chanel on this podcast, and I know there's a bunch of you... Just so you know, more than once, at least a couple of times a week, if not more than that, I'm in Chanel's ear telling her, are you ready for your own show yet? Do you, <laughs> you want your own show? Would you like your own show? Uh, and as, as you could probably tell, that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> Just so you know, it's not because I haven't talked to her about it, but uh, so long as I'm putting you on the spot, what are your, what are your thoughts about that for the listeners? I'm shy. okay i know nobody's believing that one um it's it's definitely something i'm thinking of doing um i might in the near-ish future but you know busy gotta figure out what i'm gonna do with it she is busy you know i i only get to be on this podcast part-time because i'm so busy with everything else in life so it's, you know, something I would like to do. Thanks for putting me on the spot. Being an, being an occasional co-host means that you get to sit down and, and chat. Exactly. Uh, like like right now, I can just let Martin go on and on, and I can just chime in when I feel like it. Yeah. The pressure's not on me. But my podcast will also be very different. Yeah. Um, it'll probably be more centered, like, around my blog, and, you know, I'll talk more about girly stuff like fashion and makeup and art and you know, things like that. I probably wouldn't have uh, an interview series like the Martin Lestrap's show podcast hour. But anyway, that is not what this episode's about. And I really want to start watching Buffy. <laughs> yeah, so so in terms of today's episode, uh, which is, again, episode 30, this is uh, the, the first installment of what will be a recurring series, which uh, is going to be called the Buffy Chronicles, as, as we've already told you. And in terms of uh, in, in terms of our, our love for Buffy, neither neither Chanel nor myself we were not uh, we were not in on Buffy from the ground floor. I'm, I'm not embarrassed to tell you that uh, Buffy it uh, what debuted in 1997 on the WB, but we weren't watching it. We knew I mean we both knew about it. I actually think that I did watch the first episode on the WB because I'd seen so many commercials. Uh-huh. But, like, I don't know if I, like, completely watched it or if I was, like, on the phone with my best friend as I was watching it. But um, but I don't remember being into it. And I remember thinking, like, this is silly. Whatever. <laughs> and then I never watched it again until Martin started watching it and kept telling me how great this show is. You have to watch it. And I'm going, oh, my God, what a dork. <laughs> and, um, and then he showed me an episode. And it was a really great episode. It wasn't the first one. It was kind of a random one that yeah. he'd seen. And um, we'll get to that episode eventually, teaser. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but it's really great. It's a great show. And like Martin said earlier, we've seen every episode probably at least twice. And like every time I watch it, I'm still entertained. And like there's still things that like I forget happened. And um, it's delightful. It's really good. So it's gonna be great for you fellow Buffy fans to like go along with us. It'll be like a TV show watching party, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll be watching with you. And you just hit start when we hit start and we'll go (laughs) but for those of you who haven't seen Buffy this podcast might be a fun way maybe to get you interested maybe you'll want to see what it is we're talking about and 
what we're watching and hopefully yeah. you'll uh you'll give it a chance i hope it, i hope it will be a nice introduction for anybody who's who's not seen the show before in fact like i know that there's a certain gamble i suppose and devoting an entire uh, episode to a show that some of the listeners might have never seen and maybe they figure they might not care about mm-hmm. but but hopefully you know the, i i suspect you guys will be interested if, you, if you've not seen it I, I feel like you would like it if you like this show and you like the stuff that we're interested in then there's a very strong likelihood that you would also be interested in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And it's way better than Twilight, so just throwing that <laughs> out there for you vampire it, Twilight people. It is better than Twilight. Uh, I So when I started watching Buffy, it was I think the show was already in its fifth season, I would say. So it was it was yeah. it was pretty well in there, but it was it was syndicated, I remember on FX. And I remember being I was a, I was a student at Cal State San Bernardino. And so it would come on in the morning. It would come on on weekday mornings, probably about 8 o'clock or so. And so I remember I would, I would get up and get ready for school. And uh, I would just put on the TV just to have something on. And so I don't I, I don't know how I ended up putting it on Buffy. I, I, I think I saw that it was on. I, I saw it at least a couple of mornings, and I was never interested in watching it. I think finally I put it on just out of interest because I like vampires, and I knew the show was around. So... Just, just for the sake of having it on, I kind of put it on in the background while I was getting ready. And the uh, I guess there was an episode, I, I believe it was season three. Again, the, the, the actual show was already in its fifth season, but in terms of syndication on FX, it was on, uh, they were in season three, and it was, a, it was an episode that, uh, I forget the name of the episode, but obviously we'll get there in terms of doing the Buffy Chronicles. And that was the first one where I, I remember I kind of stopped getting ready for school and I started, I was sort of watching the show and I was completely engaged with, with the story and this character and, and what was happening. And then after that, every morning, I just got excited about watching Buffy in the morning, first thing in the morning when I, when I would get up and see it on syndication. And then eventually, as I got closer and closer to, to catching up, I was able to start watching it in, in real time and, you know, with, with the updated season. And then right around this time is when I was telling Chanel, I was like, you know, this Buffy show is really good. And as she said, uh, she just thought I was a big nerd that I was trying to tell her that this <laughs> Buffy show was any good. And uh, and so then eventually I got her to, to watch a show with me. on. At, at that point, it was on the CW. That's when it changed from, or no, the U, on, on UPN. Because it went, <laughs> it went from WB to, to UPN. Basically, the WB, essentially, I don't know if they canceled it or they just didn't renew it. And so it looked like maybe the show was going to be done, and then the UPN came in and... and oh, that's right, because it went to a whole new channel. Yeah, they bought it or whatever, however yeah. however that worked. And then the, the and last... And now the WB doesn't even exist anymore, right? They, they don't exist. It's Now it's the, the CW. Took, CW, yeah. It was, it was something else, I feel like, before. Or maybe not. Who knows? So anyway, uh, we you know, this is... We're, we're, we'll go ahead and start the episode. Um, hold on. All right. So we're we're watching the show on DVD because we actually we own the entire series on box set twice. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't do it on purpose. I have I have the entire box set, and then a couple years ago, Chanel's sister for Christmas got us this really cool badass box set of the entire series. Yeah. So we have the whole series twice. Uh, if you don't own the box set of the entire series twice, that's okay. The show, <laughs> if you have Netflix, you know the show's on Netflix. Um. 
I wonder if it's anywhere else. Maybe it's on Hulu. I have no idea. Probably on Hulu. It might be it's on gotta Amazon. It's got to be on Amazon Prime. Maybe it's Prime. on Amazon Prime. But it's definitely, definitely on, on Netflix. Netflix. And if you don't have Netflix, you really should anyway. You should. There's a lot of great stuff. Yeah. So, and it's cheap. Yeah. So we highly encourage you to watch episode one with us. That way it's not just us talking about an episode that you can't see. I mean, unless, of course, you're, you know, you're, you're hiking or on the treadmill or doing dishes or driving driving down the freeway in that case you should not watch the show while you listen just enjoy this episode um or you know if you like just pause this episode and wait until you can get home and enjoy the show um otherwise i'm gonna press play and as soon as i press play i'll let you know and then and then we'll go from there and that way you know exactly kind of where we are when this is happening so are we are you ready chanel I'm so ready. Let's do this. Are you ready, listeners? We thought so. That's exactly what we thought. I put my ear to the microphone, and I realized that's not where your voices are going to come from. But <laughs> Anyway, so on your marks, get set, go. I've pressed play. And right now, we're seeing the opening. We see the graveyard. Uh, we hear... We hear the uh, the narrator talking about uh, the 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 very famous uh, the the very famous sort of uh, vampire Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Fun fun tidbit: uh, We just saw the exterior of Sunnydale High School, which is actually Torrance High School, which is the yeah. same high school Beverly Hills 90210 was filmed at. And, so know, this is a really great high school for TV shows. Yeah, yeah, and funny thing about 90210, in my mind, it's still a current show, but. <laughs> it's really old at this it's point. So, not. so right now it's nighttime. We're inside the school. Uh, the, the the camera traces the hallway. Right this second, it's in a it's in an empty and darkened classroom. Oh, by the way, just in case you guys are curious, we're watching the show without sounds because uh, for as you can imagine, for copyright reasons, we're not looking to get sued. So you're not going to hear the actual sound. You can listen to the sound. We don't hear it, but we've got subtitles, so we know what's going on. So we see the guy and a girl breaking into the school. It looks like they're sneaking into their uh, biology class. Mm-hmm. It's a cute little blonde in a schoolgirl outfit and kind of a bad boy with a leather jacket on. He looks like trouble. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he definitely looks like trouble. And again, it's nighttime. It's school. It's dark. They're breaking in. Sweet little blonde girl. Uh, tough, tough guy in a leather jacket. I think jacket. they're going to do it. It looks like they're probably going to do it. They're, they're holding hands. You know, she's, she, she's kind of nervous. Yeah. Like she, she's kind of scared. It's really dark. He seems to be kind of seducing her and telling her, like, "Oh, it's okay. I'll protect you, babe." <laughs> I made that up. He doesn't say that at all. That'd be funny since we don't have sound. We can kind of just <laughs> we could just make up. <laughs> it's all right, babe. I got you. Oh no! <laughs> I think I heard something. It's okay. Come on. Let me finger you, babe. <laughs> Uh, Sorry. Okay, I won't rewrite the script. I had a good feeling that if I didn't get involved, that, some, <laughs> that, that you would come up with something good. So I'm glad that I, re- I'm glad that I restrained from helping you out there. So it looks like they heard something. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like, "What's going on?" And he's kind of looking at her, like, "Look at him! Look at him! He's ready to put it in right now." Oh, look at oh, that! Oh shit! Oh my god! It's her that's the bad guy. Twist. She's a vampire, you guys. Twist. And so, of course, what really happened there, this is part of Joss Whedon's uh, original intent for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The idea was that he wanted to sort of turn the the, the, the horror trope on its head of this sort of helpless, dainty, you know, damsel in distress. 
So you know, so you know, when we see the the bad boy and then and the girl, we're meant to we're, we're we're meant to assume that you know he's the bad guy. Maybe he's the vampire because you know we figure the show's about vampires. He's a vampire. She's going to be the victim. And then there's the twist of everything. You know, she's the vampire, and he's the victim. And for for those of you who are watching the show along with us, you may very well recognize the actress who was playing the girl. Because Chanel and I, we watched this the other day because we wanted to refresh our memories a little bit. And as we were watching it, I was think I was like, she looks fucking familiar. She's somebody, right? And I said, I think that's Rita from Dexter. I think that was Re- Dexter's. Dexter's girlfriend and eventual wife Rita and Snow wasn't completely convinced and I wasn't totally convinced but it looked just like her so I did some research and it turns out that's exactly who it is her, her name is Julie Benz she's a very successful actress on a lot of TV and she looks exactly the same so she clearly didn't age between this and Dexter yeah she looks amazing yeah she okay. looks amazing now so we're in the first scene uh, we're looking at Buffy in bed uh, the scene starts with her looking like she's totally whacking it in her sleep <laughs> but then she like pulls an arm out so we know it's good <laughs> Uh, she's not. She's not whacking. Just she's having. Not a, yeah, she it. does have one arm under the covers. She does right, but then she kind of takes it out. So we're like, whoa. Yeah. So anyway, she's seeing these really like dark visions, and then it kind of ends with this scary monster. And she wakes up to her mom saying, "Buffy, wake up." And we see uh, around Buffy's bedroom, we see a lot of cardboard boxes. So she's clearly just moved into this room. Uh, and of course, we can assume that she and her mom have recently not only moved into this home. Yeah. But they've recently moved to the town of Sunnydale. Yeah, so she's new at school. Uh, Sunnydale, of course, is the fictional town created for, for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But, you know, it, it's basically, uh, I don't know, it's sort of a generic Southern suburb. California suburb of Southern California. Uh, yeah. Buffy's from L.A. originally uh, in the show, so... So as we'll see a little bit later, they think she's like kind of well. Some people think she's kind of cool because she's from L.A. That's right. The uh, it, it's, it's a small town. It's probably worth noting, and I'm sure at this point most everybody knows this. Well, I say everybody. That's exaggerating. I'm sure a lot of you who are fan of the show already know that it's based on the 1992 film Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, Chris, Christy Swanson. Yep, Christy Swanson. Yeah. Uh, it was it was Luke re- Perry was in it. Luke Perry. Do you uh, remember Luke Perry? Speaking of 90210. Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman was in it. Oh yeah. I forgot he was uh, in it. David Arquette was in it too. Nice. We should uh, watch that again. We should. It was it was written by Joss Whedon, but not directed by Joss Whedon. Uh, as uh, Buffy, as the Buffy sort of mythology goes, uh, Joss Whedon was very disappointed with the with the actual Buffy movie. Felt like it totally did not uh, capture his vision of these characters in this story. And so with the with the television series, he had the opportunity to rectify and sort of make the show tell the story in the way that he initially saw it uh we just we just now saw our uh xander and uh xander and willow who will become two very important characters throughout the series and there's a third character there jesse jesse mcnally played by the actor eric balfour and um just based on this episode you would figure these characters are going to probably be important but one of those characters isn't going to make it past episode two, and that's uh, and that's Jesse. But that's okay, because Jesse he's going to have a, a very nice acting career going forward, including uh, a very nice run on the brilliant HBO series uh, Six Feet Under, which also has Dexter on it, Michael C. Hall, C. Michael Hall, something 
One of those. I don't know. He's Dexter. Yeah, Dexter. So now we've moved on to Buffy. Um, She's in Sunnydale. She's meeting with the principal. He's welcoming her, saying, you know, you're going to have a clean slate here. And he starts tearing up her transcripts. And then he, like, (laughs) notices that she burned down the gym at her high school in L.A. And he starts kind of taping it back together. It's pretty funny. I'm pretty sure that's from the movie, too, that she uh, burned down the gym, which I'm sure involved her. That's how the movie ends. Yeah. 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 It's at prom, I think. So, so the show... A dance for sure. I think it's one of the few incidences in which the show kind of it acknowledges the movie a little bit, kind of picks up where the movie left off. Yeah. I just realized we forgot to mention the name of the episode. I guess that's worth mentioning. Sure. Uh, episode one is called Welcome to the Hellmouth. And for Buffy, you know, Buffy fans, you know exactly what the Hellmouth is. For the uninitiated, what, uh, what we eventually learn the Hellmouth is, it's sort of this, it's uh, I, I don't know if it's an actual hole or just sort of a sort of sci-fi fantasy dimensional hole that exists uh, underneath Sunnydale somewhere. And it's, it's essentially a portal where vampires and demons and, lo- and a lot of, you know, bad characters have access into, you know, into our world. Like, like it's kind of like a hub for, like, yeah. bad energy. Like, they're just drawn there. Yeah. And so, uh, and so because it's right under Sunnydale, Sunnydale is going to have a high concentration of vampires and demons and, and bad shit, which is why it's going to become an extremely... Uh, uh, useful that Buffy takes up residence in Sunnydale. Buffy just met Xander for the first time. She dropped her bag, and of course he's instantly in love. And of course, she he helps her clean up, and then you know is mad at himself for fumbling. But then he realizes she left something behind. What did she leave? And it's a wooden stake. And, uh, and Xander's like, uh, what? You, you left your dildo. Right. You're gonna get a splinter. It's not safe. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to lead to an awful yeast infection. <laughs> but it's not her dildo. Well, I, I don't even... Does Buffy have a dildo? I have no idea. I don't know. But it's her steak. It's her wooden steak that she uses. She's a teenager. I don't imagine she has a dildo. Right. But who knows? Yeah, well, you know, she's, she's probably... You know, she has to be creative. I'm, I'm, I'm sure she figured it out. Yeah. That's, uh, that's probably, that's probably the, uh, an, un, an unaired episode of Buffy. So we just met Cordelia... Um, she's sharing her book with Buffy in their uh, history class, and she's gonna kind of like she's gonna kind of like show Buffy the ropes because she thinks Buffy's super cool. Yeah. She's from LA, so she's kind of like, oh, you know, let me show you the library. You can get your own book, and yeah. then we're gonna kind of see like like Cordelia's being nice to her, but Cordelia's not all that nice. She's not very nice, and of course, yeah, as Chanel very aptly explained, you know, Cordelia sees Buffy as sort of a unequal in terms of you know she's fashionable and she's cute and she's gonna be one of those you know cute popular high school girls but uh but that's probably not gonna last very long and fun tidbit is um cordelia actually auditioned to play buffy yeah the uh the the very foxy charisma carpenter (laughs) i'm a big fan of charisma carpenter uh and even with the sound off it turns out that uh, i'm 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 still a big fan of hers (laughs) (laughs) i mean you obviously uh, she's a great Cordelia, and you know Buffy, played uh, magnificently by Sarah Michelle Gellar. It was it was it was the right choice, but <laughs> sure. And he, and now this is this is a good scene. This is an important scene where we have Cordelia, Buffy, and Willow. Mm-hmm. Willow played by the delightful Allison Hannigan. She's had a, a crazy successful acting career. Yeah, she's been nonstop since Buffy. Yeah, she's went from Buffy to uh, How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. She was in the uh, the American Pie movie franchise. Movies, yeah. Uh and yeah, and she's appeared in other stuff. I'm I, I'm I'm certain of cuz I just kind of see her around. Yeah. But you know, Buffy's a hit show. 
uh, How I Met Your Mother, a huge hit. Yeah. Which is ironic because uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar has had terrible luck with television yeah, shows. Yeah, she has. Awful luck. She's she's tried. She's had. Uh, she had some. She had some uh, luck with the movies. In fact, you know, as a, especially during this time. Uh, it, well, this isn't exclusive to, to the 90s, but, you know, anytime uh, an actor or an actress or, you know, I, it's... I, oh, this is exciting. Oh, Buffy's yeah. going into the library for this, the first time. This is important. I'll get back to this idea later. Yeah. So Buffy's going into the library. Uh, fans of the show know that the, the library at Sunnydale High School is a, is a very important setting because this is where Buffy and eventually, you know, what would become what will become known as the Scooby Gang spends a lot of time plotting and planning and hanging out and preparing to fight vampires. Mr. Giles, the librarian, just stopped her and asked if she needed some help. And, you know... He knows exactly who she is. Oh, he knows what's going on. But she doesn't realize who he is just yet. And this is a, an extremely important meeting, you know, the Buffy and Giles, because for, for the whole rest of uh, the series, you know, the, the the relationship with Buffy and Giles is absolutely key both to because not i mean on the one hand on, on the surface level what we're gonna, eventually going to find out is that he's he's assigned to be buffy's watcher but more than that what we also find out is you know throughout uh, throughout the series is that you know buffy's being raised by a single mom uh, her mom uh, joyce joyce summers uh, her dad is—he's alive. It's just you know, her her parents are divorced. Her dad's never a part of the show. I think we see him at maybe like one episode, but he never plays a significant role. So so because she grows up, you know, without uh, without a mom, uh, Giles or without a mom. <laughs> a dead guy just fell out of the locker. A dead guy just fell out of the locker. And it's the guy that uh, our vampire Darla had killed. Which I is, didn't mean to interrupt your thought. It's just I wanted to no, no, no. With what's happening. But, uh, that's, yeah. a, that's a big part of the episode. No, by all means, jump in. If because uh, because uh, just now I was talking and I realized that I kind of uh, zoned out of the show as I was as I was talking about Buffy and Giles. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I'll, I'll wrap up my point really quick and we'll get back to the episode as it's still going on. Is uh, because Buffy's mom is uh, <laughs> I said her mom again because her dad's out of the picture. Giles, you know, he he uh, he eventually becomes sort of this paternal father figure for Buffy throughout the show and they develop just a really beautiful uh, you know a poignant relationship you know through every season of the show uh, so what's happening right now Chanel? so Buffy is asking Willow for some help studying because Willow's you know known as kind of the smart nerd and um, she's being really nice to Willow and Willow's like oh what you can't be nice to me and hang out with Cordelia so they're talking talking I don't think they know yet about the dead guy I think they're they're probably gonna find. They're establishing out. actually that Giles is a new librarian. Mm-hmm. So Buffy, right now, her wheels are turning. Right, yeah. and she's like, "Oh, he just came here when I came here." Yeah, and he he, he brought and, up this and Martin vampire was book. talking, but yeah, he he brought up a big like manuscript of vampire, <laughs> and Buffy freaked out and left. Yeah, because she she knows what vampires are, but she doesn't imagine that anybody else around her, especially in Sunnydale, yeah. is gonna know. And, like, her, the idea is she wants to start over. She doesn't want anybody to know. Yeah, she wants nothing She's to do with slayer. being a slayer. She, she doesn't want to hang out with She vampires. wants to be just a normal high school kid. Uh, so now there's uh, Buffy and Xander and Willow. We're all sitting around. And Jesse. Poor, ill-fated Jesse is also hanging out with the gang. And sort of established... Oh, 
Xander just uh, presented Buffy with her wooden stake. But he doesn't really know what it is, right? Because he's never seen a vampire, so he's not like, this is for killing vampires. Yeah, he might... He's thinking, like, she's so weird. Yeah, he might He might just be thinking it's used for killing her sexual urges and beneath the sheets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's too pointy. Yeah. Uh, you know, something worth noting while, uh, while the gang is kind of sitting here talking is the uh is is the is the ages of the various members of the cast because you know is it's not uncommon at all for a, a show about high school to have actors who aren't actually of high school age and buffy uh buffy the vampire slayer is is no exception so uh i was i was looking at the just cuz i was curious and i was actually really surprised at the not only the the, the, the range in the ranges, but just how fucking old everybody was <laughs> on the show. So Buffy is, uh, or Sarah Michelle Geller anyway, but Buffy is um, 20 years old. Sarah, Sarah Michelle Geller is 20 years old as of the first episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And at the age of 20, she is the youngest of the, of the major players on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, the character of Xander, played by Nicholas... Brendan, I think his name is. Yeah, Nicholas Brendan, uh, or Nikki Brendan is a certain... Years ago, I remember meeting a fellow Buffy fan, and she affectionately called him Nikki, because I guess that's what the people on the cast (laughs) called him. I thought it was was a little bit too personal, but whatever. Buffy's going to inspect the dead body in the locker room. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because Cordelia said there's a dead guy, and Buffy instantly is like, oh, no. Yeah, and she... And turns out he has, obviously, we know who he is, vampire teeth. And she knows what's going on. And, 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 she, and she doesn't want this to be going on, but she knows what's going on. She's back in the library. She sees Giles again. And so now she's, she's basically saying, okay, what the fuck is going on? You know about vampires. I'm a vampire slayer. There's a dead kid in the locker room. What the fuck is going on? Right. I'm like, was fucks. this happening before I got here? Yeah. Yeah, she's not saying fuck. I'm, I'm making it more edgy because this was, of course, on uh, network television. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because she's a slayer. She can say fuck if she wants to. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure she does. Uh, so let's see. This is intense. Basically, yeah. Yeah, I think I, at this point she's essentially telling Giles, I think, that uh, this isn't what she wanted, that uh, she wanted to kind of, you know, start over and, you know, and Giles, he, he kind of knows that, uh, I, th- I think he's talking about like prophecy and, and, and fate and essentially that, you know, that uh, whether she wants it or not, you know, th- th- she's, she's not going to get out of this. You know, being the slayer, uh, it's it's her fate. In fact, Chanel, for, for, for again, for the uninitiated, uh, do you want to explain to the folks exactly what a slayer is and how they come about? Are you? <laughs> sure. I'm not, I'm not, not to put you on the spot, but you know. Yeah. You know as well as I do, so I figured I'll, I'll let you take that. So, so the Slayer, there's one girl in each generation who basically is, like, anointed with having to kill the vampires. Yeah. So it's her duty to slay vampires and protect people. Yeah. And, she so, has, and she has, like, she has superpowers, That's what I was just going to say, yeah. yeah. So she basically has, like, super strength. Like, she can heal really quickly. She can do crazy shit. And, um, yeah, I don't... I don't know how they come about, though. How do they come about? One has, well, one has to die, right? Yeah, yeah. There's only so, ever like, when one, one slayer. slayer dies, then the other one like comes into her yeah. powers, and she doesn't know she's the slayer, is my understanding, yeah. until yeah, there's 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 millions of potential slayers. Maybe it's thousands, maybe it's ten. I don't know, <laughs> but all around the world, there's potential slayers, 
And so if and when the current Slayer dies and every Slayer dies, no Slayer survives, every, every Slayer dies young and they die violently. And so, so when a Slayer dies, you know, the, the, the powers are imbued into one of the potential Slayers and they become the new Slayer. And, uh, and in terms of how their, their powers, we eventually learn, I think we learn maybe, maybe it's season seven, maybe it's like the final season of the show, I think is when we learn that, uh, the, the the slayer is essentially their power because it comes from being like part demon so they're not even completely human they're sort of part i don't remember that really yeah but it's 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 i think it's like season i think it's season seven it might be season That's six crazy. but but it's toward the end when they kind of start explaining like yeah because i think yeah towards the end of the show they really kind of go deep and explain like the original Slayer and how things started, and it gets kind of dark. It's interesting, oh, but it's pretty dark. Though. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. Well, so then we just see that Xander totally overheard everything that Giles and Buffy were talking about. <laughs> so he's like totally perplexed, going, "What the hell just happened?" Yeah. And speaking of Xander, again played by Nicholas Brendan, he was 26 years old, playing uh, playing young Xander Harris. Uh, I'm guessing they were in 10th grade. Because it's sort of kind of like the beginning of high school for them, so I think it's probably tenth grade. So he was twenty six years old. Isn't the beginning of high school ninth grade? Technically, it's ninth grade. Uh, I'm going in terms of uh, season three is when they graduate high school. Oh, sure. So good call. Or, or maybe you know Buffy transferred. So at the very least, this season begins when they're in. 10th oh, that's grade. true. Because she was obviously already in high school because she's in high school in the movie. So now we're oh shit, we're going. We're underground. going underground. Shit's getting dark. There's some candles. It looks very looks gothic. like an old broken church. Yeah, going deeper and deeper, rubble, candles, bricks, dirt. Oh, shit, looks like some lava. It looks like, like lava fucking pit. lava, man. There's an old dude looking weird. Old dude, another dude in a suit holding a holding a flame a torch. Torch, torch. Good, he's not holding the flame. He's holding. A- <laughs> <laughs> he can make fire. <laughs> uh, we see some more people holding torches. They kind of look like workers. Yeah. And then, but like creepy workers. They look. They they're dressed like they're gonna go to work at a cubicle, actually, <sighs> but they're underground. This looks very gothy and scary and dangerous. Oh, that's not lava. That's that shit's blood. Oh, the sleeper shit. will wake and the world will bleed. And it's a pool of blood. This guy here, who we're looking at, uh, this the actor's name is Brian Thompson. Uh, his character in this first episode of Buffy, he's he's a vampire. His name is Luke, but uh, I. I mention him specifically because he comes. He plays at least one other character in uh, in the show. I think we see him again in, in season two. But he's got this. He's got a very. Uh, he's got a for he, not a unique face, but he's got. Uh, what would you say? He's, he's got. It's hard to tell because he was all vampire made up just now. There's a certain face, like like when I saw him again in later seasons, I was like, oh fuck, that dude looks familiar. He has a very like large jawline. Yeah, I guess. But there's something about his face that I recognize, even even under makeup. So we see him. He, he's an actor that uh, we see kind of in, in different seasons. And that's not unusual for Joss I didn't even Whedon. realize he was in other seasons. Yeah, he played, uh, I think it's season two, he plays this villain called The Judge. I think he's in like two episodes. Cool. I feel like he's also in an episode in season three, but, you know, whatever. As we go through the Chronicles, the Buffy Chronicles, we'll kind of work it out. So let's see, right now Buffy's, uh, she's in her room talking with her mom. Yeah, it's sort of like a sweet moment. They're having this heart-to-heart about new beginnings. By the way, her mom has no idea she's the Slayer. Her mom thinks she just kind of, like, gets in trouble and she fell in with the wrong crowd. Yeah. So so Buffy's, like, kind of bearing this this cross, if you will, 
of, you know, she has this huge secret and, like, of course her mom doesn't understand why she's out late and what she does. And But her mom seems pretty cool. Like, she told her she's going to a club and her mom was like, okay, honey, have fun. So, you know, she's pretty cool. So Buffy's walking. She's by herself. We kind of hear some footsteps behind her. It's kind of creepy. We don't know who's there. And she just keeps on going. Yeah. So then, of course, now now we know Sunnydale is not a very safe place. It's nighttime. Buffy's by herself. She seems to, like, sense somebody's there. But when she turns around, she doesn't see anybody. It's like a spidey sense, but she has Buffy sense. Or in this case, (laughs) I guess she's just using her ears probably. But And I like her totally, like, 90s, like, button-up shirt with the tank underneath the pants. <laughs> Can't tell you how many outfits like that I had. Uh, that That's going to be a good perspective that Chanel can bring, because that's the sort of detail that it wouldn't even occur to me, but, <laughs> but Chanel is a fashionable young woman. She would be able to comment <laughs> yes. on that, which I'm happy about. <laughs> now we see the guy in silhouette. silhouette. We don't know if he's good, bad. Is he a monster? I can't see his face. He's got sort of an open I'm collar. I'm scared. This shirt. is an alley. Dark jacket. He might be handsome. He's kind of well-dressed. I mean, he he isn't, like, homeless or anything. And where'd she go? Buffy's just fucking gone. They're, they're, like, in an alley now. He's like, where'd this bitch go? Oh, shit. Oh, that she, bitch is on a rail She's doing a fucking down. handstand on a goddamn rail. That's some... That's some atle- she's like a ninja. Yeah. Oh, shit. So she's not, gonna kick you in the head. And, Bam. And, of course, in storytelling terms... Down, motherfucker. Demonstrating her physical abilities as the Slayer. And we now meet Angel first time we meet angel which if you've seen buffy you know about angel if you haven't i guess we'll just see played by the very successful actor david boreans or yeah. he, he eventually because he he's he got a, his own spinoff show yeah and then he got a show after that called bones so if you guys don't know buffy you might know the guy from bones yeah so he's had three hit television series again he and allison hannigan who played willow both of them had hugely successful tv careers whereas sarah michelle geller had two tv shows that were canceled after one season although in fairness or whatever i don't know if it's fairness or not she she endeavored to have a a movie career following buffy and even during buffy too yeah she was in the the cruel intentions movie right? yeah which was a really uh, it's a a good one it was based on it was sort of a dangerous liaison yeah an updated version of dangerous liaisons and she was in a. She's she, in the Grudge. The Grudge, which was a huge horror movie. One and two, both of them huge, huge successes. Yeah. She was in a both Scooby Doo movies. Each of those <laughs> were. I, I never believe, saw those. I mean, either she played Daphne, I believe. Both of them were successful. Thanks. And uh, so yes, yeah, so, I mean, so she had, so she's done a lot of movies, and so yeah. like a lot of actresses and actors, uh, you know, who had successful TV careers, tried to transition into movies. And again, you know, she had, a, you know, she was in a, I know what you did last summer. She had a, she had a role oh, in Scream yeah. too. She did a lot of good stuff. In fact, I know what you did last summer. That came out, I think, the same year as Buffy premiered. So, mm. um, so you know, so she was on, she was on a nice hot streak. But in later years, so Angel just gifted Buffy a silver cross. Yes. And she was like, "Why are you doing this?" And you know, he was kind of like, uh, just consider it from a friend and she said i don't need any friends and he said i didn't say i was yours Shit. so we don't know like do we trust him is he helping her like is he not is it sort of a cross as a joke like haha bitch this isn't gonna help you we and, don't know and now buffy has just gone to the bronze the very important bronze so along with the library the bronze also becomes a, a very sort of a key setting in the show we've got a live band who to my eye Looks like uh, looks like a Soundgarden uh, impersonation group. 
which, uh, you know, the show, it, it looks very, we have the sound down, so I, I don't know what the music sounds like right at this moment, but it looks like they're they're sort of uh, appealing to uh, maybe fans of, of grunge, which, yeah. if my if my understanding of music history is correct, would have been uh, about three years out of date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at at yeah. minimum. Did grunge die when, when Kurt Cobain killed himself? Or Pretty was... much. Like, Pearl Jam was still around, but I feel like, Kurt Cobain kind of took the movement with him. And that was 1994? Gosh, I don't remember. Probably, yeah. I'm thinking it was 94. So if that's the case, Grunge had essentially, for all intents and purposes, yeah. been dead about three years. But don't don't tell that to Sunnydale or the Bronze. Yeah. The Bronze is like, fuck it, we are hiring... They're grunging out right now. ...a grunge band. Again, if we had the sound on, they might not sound grunge at all, but they look But grunge. they look like it, yeah. and that's all that matters. So Buffy's at the bronze. She's hanging out with Willow at the bronze. Buffy's uh, eating cherries off of a straw. Could be a, those cherries look good, don't they? Yeah, it could be a metaphor too, because she's sitting with Willow. She's eating cherries. They're in very close proximity. Uh, the other thing about the bronze is, and and you know, Chanel, you can you can tell me if I'm if I'm off off base here. Uh, everybody at the bronze looks fucking old. They're so old. It's like. People and look at their shirts. Do you see those shirts in the background? It's like these dudes from the seventies, like people's dads and uncles. Yeah, it's weird. And then like a couple of like teenagers. Yeah, and and so Buffy and Willow were there. So I mean, it's clearly and well, it's like really crowded. Yeah, which for like a small town, it just doesn't seem like everyone yeah. would be at the bar. So on and, a weeknight. And so maybe I mean, you know, maybe it's not a teenage club. Maybe it's just sort of an all ages club. But but this is where the teens go to hang out, and it's sure. like a, and the band is clearly like teenager oriented. Yeah. So Buffy just looked up and noticed Giles was there. She just gave Willow a nice pep talk about seizing the moment. Yeah, seize the moment. Because life is short. And Willow's like, fuck yeah, seize the moment. Yeah, I think she was kind of telling her about she had a crush on Xander. And Buffy's like, yeah, you just kind of got to go for it. If not Xander, just the moment in general. And then then Buffy leaves. She's going up the stairs now because the bronze has uh, two levels. And she's going to go up to, 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 to interact with Giles. And essentially... Be like, hey, old man, the fuck are you doing here? And she's kind of like making fun of him, like, oh, so you party with the students? And uh, and Giles is kind of you know going to give her a little bit of a lecture on you know uh, as a slayer, you know, you've kind of you, you have to be aware of your surroundings. You got to be able to look at a crowd and and you know see see the people. And if there's a vampire there, you've got to spot them, sniff them out, sniff them out. And uh, let's see here. Oh, the, the the harvest. Buffy mentioned something about the harvest because I guess. Uh, 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 oh, Angel. Angel told, Angel told her about the harvest. Yeah, that's one of the that's one of the downsides of having no sound is occasionally uh, there's uh, certain details that I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of miss. But that's also why Chanel's here because she's gonna help me out with that. Yeah, I'm I'm reading fucking what are they called subtitles. subtitles. <laughs> yeah, so you're on top of it. <laughs> You're reading subtitles. I'm like I, I I'm I, I'm acting like I can't read the subtitles, and I have to just like like watch it like a silent film and figure out what's going on. <laughs> but I'm allowed to read the subtitles too. Uh, let's see here. So now they're looking out into the crowd, and you know Buffy, you know Buffy's, you know Sarah Michelle Gellar for that instance, uh, has this uh, very you know this this look on her face is kind of you know that tells everything, which is. She sees all these these teenagers just enjoying their life, dancing, listening yeah. to music, having fun. They have no idea like that there's danger. Yeah, and more than that, she's that she can't have that life. She's been she's been you know anointed with the with the, with the task of being the slayer, and she got no say in it. 
she had no role. There was no vote. She didn't get to say she wanted to do it. It's just, it's just this thing that she has to do. Now we see uh, Cordelia, and she's uh, being hit on by, by Jesse. He's the, asking her to dance, and the, she's being really mean. The foxy charisma carpenter. She just walked away, and he's clearly embarrassed and awkward. And, and he's not a bad-looking kid. He's really he's not. Jesse. He's really not. In a couple more years, I think he'll be quite the stud. And uh, uh, Cordelia, it's probably it's probably worth mentioning for anybody else who's a fan of Charisma Carpenter, as I am. <laughs> is uh, and in fact, if you are a fan like I am, you probably already know this, but it's worth mentioning that uh, she did a ten-page Playboy spread back in two thousand and four. I never knew. Chanel had no idea. I told her the other day. I told I her. I still forgot to look it up. Oh yeah, you got to look that shit up. I mean, in in in, in all honesty, I've probably. Uh, looked at the pictures enough for both of us. I'm sure you have. <laughs> In fact, so Charisma uh, Carpenter, uh, who actually, speaking about actors' ages, I can get back to that really quickly. As of the first episode of Buffy, she was uh, she was 26 years old, but she was basically she was, she was basically 27 years old. She would be with before the season was over. She'd be 27 years old. But uh, so right now, as of this recording. Uh, in uh, in in the summer of 2014, we're recording in in August. Whoa! Look at that. Those are Charisma Carpenter's <laughs> boobies. So as I was sitting here talking to you, Chanel took a uh, took the initiative to to look up the Playboy pictures Whoa, of Charisma Carpenter. There's some bush too. <laughs> She's wearing socks though. That's Is always she? weird. Yeah. Are those that? Let me look at. Those are not the Playboy pictures. Those are fakes. Oh, they are. Those are fakes. Well, what the hell? That one's real. Those are fakes. I all know the real ones. I was say her boobs look weird. Why all are they different? In both pictures. Playboy. Two thousand and four. In fact, for those of you watching, go ahead and look this up with Chanel. She's googling Charisma <laughs> Carpenter Playboy. Yeah, I don't mess around. Buffy can wait. Okay, these are classier. There we go. <laughs> all right, she's naked on a rug. I remember that picture. That's a real one. She's on the cover, covering her boobs. Now, Charisma Carpenter... She's not even naked. She is. Are they all tasteful? No, no, no. (laughs) You'll you'll see her naked. Don't worry. I've seen her naked, so you can see her naked. All right. This is becoming way too complicated. Uh, We'll... We'll uh, We'll, we'll Google it later. Don't find the fake ones, you guys. Yeah, don't be fooled like Chanel was. And also, Charisma Carpenter, she recently celebrated her 44th birthday as of July 23rd. Good for her. And for her 44th birthday... Uh, uh, she tweeted out a picture of herself in her birthday suit. Nice. And I've seen it. No, hasn't seen. It. I'll show it to you after the after the podcast if you like. And uh, you know she she does not look like a forty four year old woman. At least not 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 like you imagine she would look like. So she's uh, she's as foxy as ever. I found it, but somebody blurred out her nips. Oh, I can. <laughs> Uh, I'll I'll show you the one where it's not blurred she out. She has a weird tattoo, huh? She's got yeah. Okay, sorry. She she can get away with it. <laughs> All right, we'll look at her naked later. You guys go look at her naked, but you know, don't yeah. disappear for too long. <laughs> so in terms of the episode, what you just saw was uh, Buffy was walking around with her steak mm-hmm. because she saw a vampire in the crowd. More importantly, well, she saw Willow talking to a vampire. Yeah, she told Willow to seize the moment. And, so this guy starts hitting on Willow, and, and Willow, she's like, "Why not?" She sees the moment, having no idea it was a vampire. But now Buffy knows shit. That oh no, and Jesse's oh, talking to Darla. Fucking Darla. We she's saw- she's uh she's the blonde vampire from the first scene. Yeah. 
who uh, so Jesse's like I'm gonna score and uh, you know she's eventually gonna marry Dexter and straighten out her life but right now <laughs> she is a vampire she'll eventually be able to be out during daytime yeah so now we're back underground in the sort of the, gothy the bloody sort of boiling spell- oh something's oh, coming out of the blood shit it's a man no it's a beast he looks miniature. It's Nosferatu. <laughs> he <laughs> does look miniature. Like he's a little action figure coming out of bubbling blood. And he's yeah. totally dry when he comes out of the blood, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Like I'd think he'd be covered in blood. I'm, I'm going to chalk that up to... Uh, he's magic. WB special effects budget. <laughs> That's true. Speaking of which, I mean, I'm sure they had next to no money to make this show. And, uh, I, the show. The makeup. I I'm Even now, even the, you know, this is... Let's see, the show's what, uh, so, how, how old is this? Old. 14 years? Something. Something like that. I'm, I clearly can't do my math. It's about 14 years old. Um, the makeup looks great. It, it, uh, it, uh, it, what, what, what am I trying it's to say? It's 17 years old, actually. 17? Shit. Yeah. What he's trying to say is the makeup, like, stands the test of time. That's like, exactly. Like, we're not looking at it now going, holy shit, that was bad. It's still really good vampire makeup. The makeup looks great. Yeah. The, the special effects are, you know, they're they're sort of dated. They're not bad, though, because, like, They really when, aren't. We haven't seen it yet, but when we see Buffy, you know, stake a vampire for the first time, like, it's a really cool effect. Like, yeah. every time. It's not, like, cheesy or weird. So now we see Willow with this vampire guy. She doesn't know he's a vampire, uh, walking, she thinks they're going to get ice cream, which is really yeah. sweet. He's wearing a collared shirt that looks like a deck of cards. Yeah, not on purpose, I'm sure. He looks like Harley Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he went to the Harley Quinn garage sale. Right, picked up this uh, butterfly collar shirt. Exactly. So they're taking a shortcut through the cemetery, and Willow, you can tell, is like, um, I think it's that way. And we know, like, Willow's a brain; yeah. she's smart, so she knows better. But she's also like, wow, a cute boy's talking yeah. to me. That doesn't happen. Seizing the moment. So Buffy just ran into Xander. She's frantic because she's trying to find Willow because she knows she's out there with a vampire. Yeah. And Xander's like thinking, okay, what are you talking about? Although I don't know if she's mentioned vampire yet, but he mentioned vampire just now. And so Buffy's like, oh, shit. Yeah, he's put it together. Like he's saying, I hope it's not a vampire. You don't have to slay him. Yeah. And so he's thinking like, you know, what, what kind of crazy nonsense are you talking about? With Giles, he's probably thinking they've got some crazy, like you know, S and M role playing thing that uh, you know, <laughs> sort of a May December, uh, sort of a May December, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey vampire version shit happening. <laughs> but it's not that at all. It's it's, it's just literally she's a slayer and there's yeah. vampires and she's got to take care of shit. And she's making it clear basically that like shit is serious. Oh shit, he's taking Willow into a into a mausoleum, mausoleum which uh, which you know. There, there were two Buffy the Vampire Slayer video games. They're both outstanding. Oh, they were fun. And uh, there, you know, you would go through Sunnydale and if you found yourself in a mausoleum, even though it was a video game, it was, it was fucking scary. <laughs> yeah, you're you're trapped in there. That shit's it dark. Intense. There's a door that closes. Shit. Do they still have mausoleums like this? Like I know they have the mausoleums where it's like a big marble wall. But this is like a fucking New Orleans. Mausoleum. I was gonna say probably in New Orleans they do because this is like a little mini yeah. house basically. Oh, it's oh, Darla. Shit, Darla's there. It's so Darla. there's two vampires plus Willow. Like she doesn't stand a chance. Yeah, and just in case, I feel like mentioning this. Uh, if you heard a very, if you hear a very obnoxious buzzing sound that just sounded, uh, I'm fairly certain that it's uh, maybe our neighbor's air conditioner. 
or something of that nature. But anyway, just in case you can hear it, we apologize for that. Uh, Jesse. Oh, Jesse's there too. And oh, he, and she got he got bit. Oh, Darla shit. bit him. He thinks he has a hickey. So he thinks that is a hickey. He does not have a hickey. He's like out of it. Of course, he lost some blood. Yeah, Willow's kind of checking on him. Now we've got Dar- Darla and the, the other vampire kind of cornering them a little bit. Oh, and Darla just turned into a vampire. That's her, pretty. That's a nice effect. Her teeth just came out. I'm telling you, it was cool. Oh shit! There's Buffy and Xander. They just walked in. And Buffy's she's 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 cool as a cucumber. Yeah, she's calm. She's not freaking out. And, yeah, and so it's like and then she's cracking jokes. That's the other fun thing about Buffy. She always has like sharp like banter and like she's funny and has little funny quips as she beats up vampires. Yeah, it's sort of like a a staple of hers. Yeah, which but, makes the show really fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to... Uh, <laughs> she just told the guy in the Harley Quinn shirt that he looks like DeBarge, so that's pretty <laughs> funny, because he does. It's a... Uh, which was a dated reference even in 1997. <laughs> right. <laughs> but of course, that was also her point, is that he was dressed as a as a dated, uh, dated 80s pop singer. Oh, so she just staked Harley Quinn like it was like nothing. There he goes. This is the first Drops. time we see him die. They turn into dust. Turns to dust. It's really cool. Darla's like, oh shit, she just killed him? Fuck. Yeah. So she looks a little scared, but then she's like, whatever, I can beat you, bitch. I think she's she's sending Willow and Xander out, I think, telling them to, to, yeah, to run. Yeah, so they're carrying Jesse out, because Jesse's like, he doesn't know what's going on. And so now it's just Buffy and Darla. Finally, Chick we, fight. we see the slayer and a vampire. <laughs> the, the vampire hunter, yeah. the vampire slayer, and a vampire going at it. And Darla's like super strong. Yeah. And as we'll find out later, we won't, you know, we won't say anything just now, but she's, she's, it's going to turn out that she's a very important character yes. for other reasons, but we'll find out later in, uh, in another episode of the Buffy Chronicles. So the big burly vampire uh, who brought his master up from the blood, he's there now. He just threw Buffy against a wall like she was a freaking yeah. licorice stick. Like, it was nothing, like she wasn't even the slayer, <laughs> like she was just a toddler. And now he's, I think he's sending Darla away. So Darla's running out, so she's like, fuck this. And so Luke's like, I'm going to take care of her, and he's big. Yeah. I'm totally, he was really scary in the video game, if you remember. Oh, sure. Like, I was terrified when I had to fight him. <laughs> yeah, although in fairness, most video games terrify you. Yeah, that's true. But still, a bit Buffy, that's yeah. That's true. I had to stop playing Tomb Raider because it nauseated me. <laughs> so, that was like, most... literally, like, the motion nauseated me. Yeah, when, when uh, I just, I, I almost called you Buffy. Yeah, you, I'll honored? take it. I'm honored. Thank when you. Chanel plays video games, it's so funny. She gets so stressed out that her that her palms become like just drenched. I do. I seriously go into like fight or flight. Like I'm there. It's crazy. <laughs> like my heart beats really fast. I get like sick to my stomach. It's not safe for me. So Buffy went to stake Luke with her uh, wooden dildo, and he just like snapped that shit in he half. Snapped it. Now he now he's holding it like she's 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 virtually helpless. She seems to be having trouble. He threw her against the. Yeah. Uh, the cement. So I don't know if it's a coffin, but it's a oh, it's a tomb. That's what it would be, right? Yeah, I think so. Throw against the tomb. She probably hurt her back. She's she's struggling. And, you know, she's she might be the slayer, but she's not faring very well against Luke. Giles is doing research read, in the library. Doing some reading about the harvest and then the master and learning. Now we see the master in his chair. Now we see a bunch of they look like zombies, but they're a bunch of vampires in the yeah. graveyard. Darla. They're surrounding. Yeah, so a, Willow and Xander and Jesse are surrounded by a bunch of vampires outside while Buffy's getting her ass kicked. Basically, shit's getting intense is what's yeah. happening. Luke has got Buffy. He's thrown her into the tomb. 
She's next to the bones of a dead person. Whoever was dead in there. And now she's she's looking around. Now it's quiet. It's she's quiet. like, is he gone? It's a little bit too quiet. She's looking. She's about to get up. Slowly getting up. He must be gone. Maybe He's gotta he be left. gone. Oh, oh, shit! He jumped in that shit on top of Fucking her. Fucking Luke got in the tomb with her. And he said, amen. He's got his teeth out. Oh, it's over. To be continued. What's going to happen? Is Buffy going to die? Shit. What if this season is over already? Oh, my God. They can't kill Buffy in episode one. Yeah. But that'd be a good twist. It would. And then, like, the next Slayer rises and her name is also Buffy. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's how That might happen. How do you know? We don't want to spoil too much for you. You don't. So yeah, so that was uh, that was episode one, season one, episode one. Welcome yeah. to the hell. It's a good episode, and here's the thing: season one is good, but the show just keeps getting better. It really does. I've I've told this to Chanel. In fact, Chanel, we've had this conversation more than once, and I almost feel embarrassed saying it because because I am such a, a huge Buffy fan. Is that if in fact I had started watching the show from season one, I don't know for a certainty. That, that I would have, have kept finished. watching. Yeah, that's the thing, because, you know, it's not it's not perfect, but it's fun. Yeah. And, like, I just, I promise you, if you stick with it, the show gets really, really good. Yeah, because... I mean, and I'm not talking shit about season one. I love it. It's a really good show already. But it's a little more campy in season one, I yeah. think. Where, like, it's, I mean, it's a campy show throughout, but, like, yeah. and mo- it gets a little more serious. Most, most any series that eventually sort of finds its legs has to kind of go through certain growing pains. Sometimes it's the exact opposite. Like if like take a show like True Blood for example. True Blood is a show that from the very beginning from season 1 is just fucking amazing. Just out of this exactly. world amazing. And then season 2 is really great and then season 3 is not as good but it's fine and then little by little it becomes worse and worse. Right. Uh Dexter's another show where you know starts off just with a fucking bang and it's amazing and season 2 is pretty amazing and then it's it starts out great, but by the time it sort of ends, it's kind of, it peters out. Buffy is the exact opposite. You know, Buffy started out a, a little bit rough, kind of going through its growing pains, kind of figuring out what it is. Um, and I think I think it's a combination of maybe the writers, including Joss Whedon, but his also also a staff of writers. I think maybe they were kind of figuring out what the show was. The the actors were kind of figuring out who they who the characters were. Uh, but the show gets better and better. Season two is better than mm-hmm. season one. Season three, for me, for my money, that like season three. I mean, that's where I became a fan of the show. When, yeah, when, when I was, I love season three. And that, and and I didn't realize it was season three at the time. But when I was getting up in the morning and getting ready to for for school to go to my to to, to earn my bachelor's degree at Cal State San Bernardino, and Buffy was on, mm-hmm. it was it was the season three episodes were the ones that really hooked me. So for me, for my money. Season three is really where Buffy the Vampire Slayer truly kind of hit its stride, figured out what it was in terms of the writers, the actors, the story that it was telling. And uh, from that point on, it's pretty flawless. If um, if the show had a peak, uh, and you know, you're going to get different opinions from different fans. I guess if, 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 uh, if you were going to ask me, the show maybe hit its peak in season five. I think, mm-hmm. but even that's hard to say because I mean you know I enjoyed season ev- five's really good. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's season five is better than season six, and uh, but season six is fine. Uh, season seven, which is the final season, I've I've kind of 
heard from different Buffy fans and read different opinions of fans who didn't really love maybe the last couple of seasons, including season seven. But I, I really loved all of it, especially like from for me again. I feel like it just kept getting better. Yeah, from season three on, it's great. Yeah, but, but you know, it, it just every. I'm sure every, including those of you listening who are fans of the show, I'm sure every fan has their favorite season. For me, season three is my favorite. Although season four is also great, too, for me. I don't know if I can pick a favorite. I'll, yeah. I'll tell you guys at the end of the Buffy Chronicles what my favorite season is. <laughs> That's not going to be for a couple to, of years, but still. I'm going to have to rewatch every single one. <laughs> so don't hold your breath, because it's going to be a while. Yeah, yeah. if and when the day comes that the Buffy Chronicles becomes yeah. its very own podcast, it's still going to be several years before we actually reach the right. end of... It's going to be a while. Uh, and just in case you're, you're, you're wondering, because you might be saying to yourself... You know, Martin and Chanel, that sounds like a great podcast, The Buffy Chronicles. But what happens when the show's over? Don't worry, we've thought about this already. We've planned this out. So when we eventually work our way through every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer... Which is going to take a while. It'll essentially be... So we hope you like it. Yeah, it'll it'll basically become like the Joss Whedon Chronicles. Yeah. Because he's got other shows that are great. The Dollhouse is amazing. Dollhouse is great. We'll watch Firefly, which actually, for those of you who are Joss Whedon fanatics, you might be surprised to hear that Chanel and I, we've never actually watched Firefly. I think we watched like an episode. We watched one or two episodes. And episode one, Chanel, I don't think you made it past episode one. No, I didn't really like it. You were pretty bored. Yeah. I gave it about two or three episodes and... I was still pretty bored. Yeah, so we'll we'll give it another shot, but it'll probably be like the last one we get to. Yeah, Dollhouse on the other hand, I fucking love. Yeah, Dollhouse. Dollhouse was great. It's a shame that got canceled. But I've I, again, I've heard from and read about other Joss Whedon fans who didn't like Dollhouse. Like for them, Dollhouse was their Firefly. Right. And for Firefly fanatics, that's their Dollhouse essentially. Right. Um. So anyway, I don't know. I mean, so I guess that's yeah, about... I guess that's all we got to say. That's about it. Uh, Let us know what you guys think, you know? Cause, yeah. Because I know we got off topic a little bit. Let us know, you know, do you like better when we, you know, tell you what's going on and make up my wonderful um, dialogue? Because <laughs> I, I can do that. I can tell you right now, I loved your made-up We can dialogue. do that all day. We might have to start doing more of that. Yeah. Um, It'll be like, a, what was that show, Mystery Science Theater? Something, is that, something what, is that basically 5, what they 000, did? I think. Something yeah, like that. I think that's what they did. Like, they'd watch movies and, like, They'd watch old movies, kind of talk about them, you know, insert words into their mouth. Yeah, right. they, they kind so of did that. So that could be fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, tell us what you liked about it. And, and, and also, if you've never seen the show and you watched it along with us, I hope you like it. If you did like it, let us know. And uh, even if you weren't satisfied with uh, this week's episode, well, you know, I don't know. I guess... You're gonna kind of have to deal with it because we're gonna keep doing, <laughs> we're gonna keep doing this because because uh, this was a, this was fun. How, did, well, I might, I'm I'm speaking for both of us. Let me speak for myself. This was fun. I enjoyed. This was super fun. I liked it too. Good, because 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 uh, again, right up until this moment, this was all just a theory. This was all just an idea that Chanel and I had talked about. It, you know, it, what you heard just now was our first attempt to put this idea. <laughs> Which you can probably tell. <laughs> you could probably Let's tell. Let's not get too like, oh, it's our first, because you could probably tell. But. Yeah, I don't think we have to convince <laughs> you that this was our first time trying this. But, you know, but as we do this, and, you know, I, we'll do this. Well, let, let me ask you, Chanel, because, I mean, you, you should have a say in this because, you know, you're you're an important part of this, this, this podcast. 
Um, I love having you on the show where we just kind of have topics and, and we and we talk about shit. But I also love this idea of us doing the Buffy Chronicles. Now, obviously, uh, every time I do the Buffy Chronicles, it's going to be with you. This is you're, you're basically going to be you know my exclusive host. Uh, unless some, you know, something comes up, but I can't imagine if something came up. I Do you just think w- I can like start wearing a costume like Elvira or like vam- Vampira? <laughs> like it'll be like a series where, you know, we start filming it, and I just want a hot costume. I would enjoy that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't complain <laughs> seeing you in a hot costume. All right, cool. But uh, would you have any opposition to your sort of role on the show becoming? Uh, but see, I was about to say just becoming exclusively doing episodes for the Buffy Chronicles, but I don't want to. I don't. I, I also, do what I want. I, yeah, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> You're not the boss of me. But I, I don't think. I, I think the fans would. St- I think they still want to hear just just Chanel episodes. Yeah, I don't think they. Don't try to squeeze me out. I'm not trying. That's the thing. That's why I wanted to sort yeah. of bring it up to you and sort of just get your thoughts. I will be here for all of the Buffy Chronicle episodes. And anywhere in between where I see fit to speak. Yeah, like when there's when there's <laughs> like when there's other guests that I can interrupt <laughs> with my sniffles. You'll definitely hear Ashnell interrupt other guests. And you know, like basically when there's others like when like like recently you guys heard our Ani DeFranco episode. And that was that was an episode that uh well, amongst other things, you know, Chanel and I in retrospect, uh we were both very proud of that episode. So I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed doing it. But also, you know, when, when something comes up, whatever it is, maybe it's a really great movie that we saw or there's something happening in the news that seems kind of pressing that we want to talk about. Yeah, let's uh, do it. Or, you know, when my uh, my, my vampire trilogy, which mm-hmm. is getting closer and closer to, to, to book one being released, I'm sure we're going to want to talk about that. So there's going to be other stuff, but in lieu of other pressing topics, more, you know, we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're mostly going to hear you Chanel on the, on the Buffy Chronicle. So yeah, I'm that? good with that. Okay. I'm good with that. Speaking of great movies really quick, and then we'll wrap up. Uh, we saw guardians of the galaxy today. Oh yeah. Just now I know by the time this airs, that might be old news. Not that old. At but least a few weeks old. At least a few weeks old, but it'll still probably be in theaters. Cause it's amazing. Oh, it was awesome. I loved it. It was so much fun. So you guys should see it. And, um, I want to be best friends with Groot and rocket. <laughs> So we just know that we literally I, I took Chanel to Toys R Us after the movie. Oh, my gosh. And uh, we went straight to the Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy toys. And there's a luckily they were out of most stuff. <laughs> there was a stuffed rocket, which I really, really wanted. But he was twenty five dollars. And, you know, what am I going to do with him yeah. other than love him forever? Yeah. So bravo to Marvel <laughs> Studios and Marvel Comics for another outstanding a comic book adaptation and just yeah, to bring things great. full circle so because it's not completely off topic um you know the guardians of the galaxy and and uh, marvel in particular of course did a uh, you know did the the huge blockbuster highest grossing film of all time i believe the avengers uh and so the avengers as whedon fans already know was written and directed by joss whedon yeah there you go so um so joss whedon who uh created uh, buffy the vampire slayer is also at the helm of the Avengers, and uh, currently, as best as I understand it, mm-hmm. he's currently uh, making the, the the sequel to the Avengers. Yay! I, I don't know if it's in the writing stage or if they're actually filming at this point. Uh, Comic Con recently passed, just a couple of, about a week or so ago, as of yes. this recording. So I know the cast of the Avengers was uh, was at Comic Con, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe 
the uh the, the 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 Avengers sequel will be coming out next summer, the summer of 2015. I can't wait. Cannot wait. It's gonna be awesome. So so yeah so so Joss Whedon fans, which uh, are you know clearly Buffy fans, I think we all take a certain amount of of pride that uh, that uh, that he made the Avengers. If we, I think we feel yeah. a certain amount of like ownership. Sort like, of like you crossed over. Yeah, like that's our dude. That's yeah. our guy. We're 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 excited for him. And uh, he, let's see. Yeah, he's so talented he's and great. great. And so, if you're not already a fan, join us in our Buffy Chronicles. Become a fan. Yeah, we will lead you through the Whedon dynasty. Yeah, and you can keep watching Buffy without us if you like, or yeah, if you, you can s- skip ahead and watch all of them, and then by the time we get to them, you're gonna be like us, and you're gonna know the episode almost by heart anyway. Yeah. So then it'll just be more fun. I almost feel bad that we're leaving them on a cliffhanger with Welcome to the Hellmouth. I know. Well, we'll try to we'll try to get you the second one pretty soon. I'll tell you what. Uh, well, let me. I'll, I'll ask Chanel. So Chanel. Okay. So so next week. Um, next week I'm doing. I I I have a I believe I'm interviewing a, an author, so that's going to be next week's episode. But maybe the week after that, in the interest of not leaving the fans on too much of a cliffhanger. Maybe we'll do a, another Buffy Chronicles just for the sake of wrapping up this two-episode arc. That way it's not just some like long-standing cliffhanger. Sure, yeah. You all right with that? Yeah. Okay. So right now, episode 30 is the first installment of the Buffy Chronicles. Next week, uh, I believe I'm interviewing author Terry West, who's a, a wonderful horror author, and a really cool guy, and you guys will be uh, you you guys will be very you're gonna you're, you're gonna love him. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. And then following my interview with Terry West for episode thirty two, I guess it'll be we'll do the second installment of the Buffy Chronicles, mostly in the interest of wrapping up this this uh, two episode arc, so that way there's not some crazy cliffhanger. What if the next episode's also a cliffhanger? God damn it! Then uh, <laughs> then then we're gonna have to just keep doing the Buffy Chronicles. So anyway. I guess we can uh, kind of start wrapping things up. Any final thoughts before we kind of start wrapping up the episode for now? Nope. Thanks for watching TV with us and yeah. taking part in our favorite show. And uh, We hope you liked it. Yeah, and before we go, just as a reminder, if you have any shopping to do. If you need to buy the Buffy box set If you need to buy the Buffy box set, go on Amazon.com. And if you do go on Amazon.com, which, uh, which we highly recommend you do, you should do so through the official website of this podcast, which you can find at martinlestrapshow.com. Go there, buy, buy, buy season one, buy the entire series. At this point, you could probably get the entire series for a pretty reasonable price. Back when Chanel and I were, were watching the show, it was actually, box sets were just sort of entering uh, the marketplace. They were only, they, they weren't, That's true. they weren't completely saturating. And so we had to wait, like we had to wait for about a, a year, a year and a half for them to release a new box set. So so we were buying like one <laughs> box set every it, it felt like it took fucking forever. Yeah. And and they were expensive it and did. and we didn't care because we we wanted it. And we would, you know, it was worth it. Before binge watching was a term, we would binge watch these box sets to kind of get it was oh. Do you remember actually as we wrap up the best Thanksgiving of all time? Oh my gosh, I do. I, I forget. Do. It was probably like 2002, 2003 or 4 something like that. The best Thanksgiving of all time is when Chanel and I, we had just gotten yeah. into Buffy. We'd only really been watching for a couple of weeks, I think. And there was a Buffy marathon on Thanksgiving. They were playing like the 20 most popular episodes as voted by fans. It was the best fans. thing ever. Oh my God. It was so fucking awesome. Yeah. 
It was our first time seeing the episode Hush from season four. Oh, that's a great episode. Oh, that, I, oh that's so fucking good. But anyway, look look at us. We're, we're getting ahead of ourselves salivating over Buffy episodes that we've already seen because that's how good the show is. <laughs> so anyway, go on Amazon.com. Go through the official website. Go to the shop page. Click on the Amazon banner. But even if you don't go through the shop page, most every single page on the website, you're going to see an Amazon banner. Click on it. It's going to take you to Amazon. Buy at the very least buy season one of Buffy so you can watch it along with us, and, and but because you shopped on Amazon through our website, Amazon is going to kick back a few pennies our way, and then we get to take that money, reinvest it into the show, and we get to make this podcast as good as we can possibly make it for you, and that's exactly what we want. What we want to do, isn't that right, Chanel? That's right. So uh, I guess we've done about as much as we can do with this first installment of the Buffy Chronicles. Thank you again for joining us this week. I hope you enjoyed the show. And until next time, I will see you on the other side. Peace out, bitches.